Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shiur. This is Nishmas Rav Achosir Sholom, Benav Yeshua, Zal, and Avacher, Gabriel, Elimelech, Zal, Ben, Binyam Yeyes, Shiichia, Richa, Salom, Vishanam. Didn't help. This way. There we go. Okay. This week's parshas, Tazriya Mitzera. We've spoken about this many times when there's a combined parsha. We do not say parshiyos Tazriya Mitzera. It's called parshas Tazriya Mitzera. <coughs> also, before I start, I'd like to shout out a grand mazel tov to my nephew, Mayor Sulam, in England. Baruch Hashem was Meshadach, his son. Came a in Geneva, actually. So my daughter, Baruch Hashem, was there. Um, but even greater mazel tov is to the Chosen's great-grandmother, my mother-in-law, Zayn Stark. She should live to see the wedding, isn't it? And live to see their children. So she could become the Elta Elta Baba, the great great grandmother of Yatshavi. And to the parents and to the grandparents, etc., etc., etc. Sazriya Metzeda. This week is Perik Sheni in Perikiyoves. We are still learning Mesech the Seita. Hopefully, we'll find something, a word from Mesech the Seita to speak about, to tie into the Parsha, which is not hard at all. <coughs> the date, as we all know, is Bay's year. Because the year actually is being recorded by day, so today it was Bay's ear. I know that uh, there are several followers of the year who would like to get it back online at nine o'clock at night, so that they can join once again the year. one day, hopefully soon. Isn't it? Bay's ear, the birthday of Rebbe Maharash. The Marash was not famous for, obviously. <laughs> the quote by which the Reb Marash lived. Now, as you say, and we've spoken recently about Shem Bayechai, in all Tanayim, go l'shitasam. According to their opinion, this is their opinion in this particular derech of Aveda, how they serve Hashem. The shita of the Reb Maharash was l'chatchile arriber. Some say, says the Rebbe, that when you have an obstacle in front of you, Try to confront, you try to go around, you try to go under to avoid the obstacle. I said Reb Marash, say Lechatchila Ariver. To begin with, go over. Don't allow the obstacle to bother you. 
many of us have issues that we've had in the past with people, whatever it might have been. And we find it difficult then after to connect to others, even if others have opened their mind, their heart, prepared to embrace. It's always this obstacle. And sometimes, even worse so, the obstacle even drags up things of the past. The Mitzayda tells us that we need to cleanse ourselves from these. We need to allow ourselves to be freed from these constraints. We need to allow it's obviously you have a trust issue with the person reaching out. That's inevitable considering you've been burnt before by the person. Tells the Mitzayda that even though this is in your skin it can become clean. The Rambam tells us what was the process? We're all kaihanim mumchim. We have today the world has turned into <coughs> myriads and myriads of different halachic shaylas perspectives, questions, controversial questions. Questions some of them are scared to answer because they don't know what we're going to get stuck with. Can I go into a social hall of a reform temple? Very unlikely that there's a mezuzah in the social hall of the reform temple. And if there isn't a mezuzah in the reform temple, so I'm giving a sheer. I'm going. I'm leaving to make that. He's getting dressed so the My daughter is a mikvah lady. And how would one go into a reformed temple anyway? In the building, in the, in the whole Daladamas. And this thereby causes a lot of controversy when someone sees it, thinks about it, asks about it. There's an event or there's a wedding or there's something there that you'd want to go to. Conservative and reform would be very different, by the way. In that respect. But again, I'm not paskening on this. I'm not giving you any kind of psak. I'm not giving you any ruling on this because it's not my expertise. Not all rabbis have an expertise on everything that there is in halacha. You have the 
chief, chief rabbis, known as the Marad Asra. On them you can rely for almost anything. If they don't have the answer in their pocket, they will look it up for you and they will deduce, they will come up with whatever answer they come up with, and that would be the correct answer. Shem Yerachim, people don't understand. I'm recording, I'm recording, I'm recording this year. I can't talk. Sorry, my children in Geneva, they don't understand. I didn't say it in French. Um, and therefore, when one reaches out, if you do reach out to somebody and you ask their advice and you rely on their advice, you have to accept and say, this is how Hashem wants it to happen. Tell a story of a Yid that Israel was not, let's not say wealthy, he had no money in Abach. And his son became a chasm. And he needed money for the wedding, he went to his Rebbe in Israel. And he told his Rebbe, what, what should I do? I need money for the wedding. The Rebbe said, I understand your plight. Hebzruf, go to America. America? What am I going to do there? Who am I going to see there? What are Thor, you'll see. The Yid, Ramuna Pshuta, picked himself up, went to America. Got out of the airport, took a train to a Jewish community. From the train, went to a shul, sat down in a shul. He's sitting in the shul, very short time. The Yid walks in, says, Shalom Aleichem. Sees him with a speck, like he says, Vanakum Tayyid. He says, well, it's, so. it's just, uh, what brings you here? He says, I'm in a night, I need to make a chasana. And I just don't have the money. Oh, how much do you need? He told me the amount. He says, listen, the Vaila, until you find the money, sitting here in Shul Nishkin come to my house. And he takes him to the house, and he puts him up in the room and everything. He says, it's freedom. A few days later, the host comes over to him, hands him an envelope, and says, this is the money that you need for your wedding. Mazel Tov, go home. I asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent me the Shliach, and here I am on the way home. Chasna was a Mishatev Mitzlach, everything went very well. And lo and behold, a few years later, another Shidduch Baruch Hashem. Now, no problem. Picks himself up, gets to America, knocks on his benefactor's door, Matter of fact, he opens the door and he says, I'm collecting, I'm making a chasana, another, another chasana. Guy says, one minute, he goes inside, he comes out with $18. 
The man recognized him and he realized what's going on and he told him, I said, let me tell you the truth. He says, the last time I walked into this message, I had a relative that was very, very, very sick, Rahman al-Islam. And I made an edit to the Ebishter. The first zvek, the first mitzvah, a tzedakah that comes to my hand, I will take care of it fully. Send it a fool to my relative. And Kachava walked in and there you were, you asked them out, I said, okay, I made a promise, I would do this, I liquidated assets, I got the money together, that's why it took a few days till I had the money for you, and it's to hate. Generally, someone comes to my door for anything, I give him $18. I'm not a wealthy man. But, I must tell you that Baruch Hashem, it helped, and my relative was healed. Baruch Hashem. Anyway, it took him a few, good few weeks till he put together the money. And he came back and he asked his Rebbe, why did that happen to me? The Rebbe laughed and said, the Ashtabal, first time you went with the Munab Shuta, Kosh Baruch is going to help you. The second time you went, with in mind that this man is going to help me. Don't have faith in the people that are going to give you. Understand where it's coming from. Similarly, we hear a story. Five-year-old sits at home, goes to school, goes to playgroup, goes to whatever he has to go to. You ever hear a five-year-old saying, how are we gonna, How am I paying the bills this week? How am I buying food this week? Mm. It's not the five-year-old's headache. Mm. Zid came to Zrebbe. He says, Rebbe, I had a very good job. Very great panasa. Fell through. I lost my job. I ran Panasa. Seba says to him, you have a mailbox in your house? He says, of course, what kind of question is that? Um, what's the mailman's name? He says, I have no idea. Is your mail important to you? Of course my mail is important. I get checks, I get, uh, I get bills, I get my invitations, I get everything that comes in the mail. I mean, of course the mail is important to me. The mail is important to you, but you don't care how it's delivered to you, how it gets to you? It's not important enough to find out who it is that's bringing it to you? It's the same thing as Panasa, my friend. You don't have to sit and worry who's giving you the Panasa, how you're getting your Panasa. The one delivering your panas is delivering it fully. It'll come through this, through that, this job or that. Okay, we froze video a moment. Now it's reacting. There we go. 
The din of the Mitzayda, this is part two on the video. The din of the Mitzayda is a very interesting one. The Ramam writes that the Kohen came, person came to the Kohen to show him his Saras. Was the Kohen an expert on Saras? Generally. But there were easier cases and harder cases. What happens if the case Kayan looks at it and says, out of my league. I don't think I can do this. So what happens in such a case? Such a case says he calls in the Rav. Calls in the Rav. And the Rav looks at the Nega. And the Rav makes a decision. But, the Rav doesn't give the decision. The Rav doesn't tell the person, you're Tomei, you're Tahir. The Rav turns to the Kayin <coughs> and tells the Kayin, tell him he is Tomei. Or tell him he is Tahir. Tell him he's pure or impure. The Rav himself does not do it. The Rambam writes, My high. My high. It's not the Kayan's decision. The Kayan wasn't able to make a decision. The Rav Paskind is the Rav's Psak. Why all of a sudden are we relying on the Kayan to de- relay the message? Excuse me, so much so, if the person heard the Rav telling the Kayan, tell him he is Tommy, he is not Tommy. Until the Kayan doesn't tell him he's Tommy, he's not Tommy. And the same vice versa. What kind of game is this? Broken telephone? We do many mitzvahs in our life. Many that have brachas for them. A mitzvah slulev, leishe basuke, women ladik nesha shabbos kedesh yomtiv. We put our tefillin. Check the shalom and say if it's yivanul and yach tefillin. Atalas. None of the mitzvahs that we are mekayim. Do we say, I'm doing this out of love? Even giving tzedakah. If a person has a uh, hirotzna or something, he says before giving tzedakah, they don't mention that it's done out of love. Only one mitzvah, only one bracha, is made with the expression be'ahava. Hamevorech as Amay Yisrael Be'ahava.
The Kayan blesses his fellow Jew out of love. The only one, as we said in Pirkeavis last week, Ayev Shalom Vereidev Shalom. Who loves the fellow Jew? The Kayan. The Kayan is an Ish Chesed. Kayan is a person of love and concern for the fellow Jew. And therefore, only a Kayan can possibly dictate, only a Kayan can tell another Jew, Rahman that they have Tzeras. What does it entail having Tzeras? A bath? Some cream? No. It's an extremely severe punishment. They need to leave the city limits or the, the machne. They can't even sit with other mitzayim. <coughs> if there's somebody else out there that has siras as well, they can't sit together. They're in total isolation. Solitary confinement. Saras that was caused by the opposite of what the Kayan stands for. The talking of Lashon Hara, slander, talking something evil or bad about somebody. This is the punishment for the Tzedah for the person that spoke Meitzei Ra the word Meitzei is Meitzei Ra because he spoke badly about somebody else he's now sent off to isolation to a place where he cannot talk to anyone This is a predicament that a person brought upon themselves. Although they may have been inflicted some which way that caused them to do as such, but they have to understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his way and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the best for every given person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never wants a person hurt. Even if the person falls into a predicament which they think they're being hurt or they are hurt. This is not the intention of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a bad situation. It gives the person sometimes more strength 
to overcome other issues and controversies. HaKash Baruch has his ways of sending messages, of sending brachas. And not only his ways of giving over messages, but there are times where a person needs a certain bracha and they don't know how to ask for it. They don't know where to find it. There are times that Baruch literally throws the bracha in their laps. great tzaddikim Ibn Dabud of Lelav and the Yid HaKadosh from Sheikh one had a son one had a daughter and he decided Ibn Dabud decided that his son Moshe should marry the daughter of the Lelav. Of the Eilat Kodesh. And They went through the requirements. What I want from my children, I want. He wants. They want. Everything worked beautifully. Everybody knew about the shidduch. It was amazing. The whole place was talking about it. Two great giants making a shidduch. There was also another story that came out. Another story that surfaced in the Shidduch. Reb David of Lelov wanted the Tabaz Kedushin to be silver. And the Yidah Kodesh, Yidah wanted it should be gold. And it turned into quite an argument. But 
But they left it. They figured everything else is so perfect. We'll cross this bridge when we get there, as we say in America. And Kachave, there comes the day of the wedding. The Elam is sitting, a packed crowd, waiting for this beautiful chuppah. And all of a sudden, comes to the actual Kedushan, and the Chosen takes out a silver ring. Kala's father gets up and says, Loi mitanalev. I don't care what you do or what you say, you're not making this marriage with a silver ring. If that's how you're going to insist, I take my daughter, I go home. Not going to happen. This wedding's not happening. And a tremendous tumult went out under the chuppah. I don't think it was a microphone, but you were able to hear it all over the place. This one man runs across to the ladies' section. And he tells his wife, Do you mind giving up your gold, selling your gold ring, your wedding band, so that we can make peace over here, so this chuppah could happen? And she said, No, of course not. Immediately she took it off, and he ran to the front. And he said to the chassan, Come, buy this ring from me. Whatever you want to pay, it's fine. And use this gold ring. Chassan got from his father, I guess, the money for the time, because of course the Chassan under the chuppah didn't have any money on him. Purchased the ring in front of the Edom. And gosh, solution happened. Chassan's father, Kala's father, Mzukzukushed. And Mazatov. Let's go to the other places. Let's go other higher realm. The Maila became a tremendous tumult. The Maila, there was an explosion practically. Did you see what this man and woman just did in order to save this marriage? Relative, complete strangers here. They had nothing. They just came because everybody else came to see the wedding of these two great giants. And they did this tremendous act of Messias Nefesh. So, the question was asked What do they lack? And it turned out that they had no children, they were never blessed with children. And the Maila, it was decided it was decided 
that they're going to be blessed with children for this Messiah's Nefesh. The truth to be told, Rabbi Yisai, the truth to be told, these two Sadiqim knew very well about this couple. And there was not a shred of kayak that they could have done, that they could have benched this couple to have children. Neither of these two tzaddikim could have given a bracha to this couple to make them, to give, to give them children. But they knew that. And they knew that they needed to have an act of Messias Nefesh. And therefore, this whole ploy with the silver ring was put together. Just so that this couple should have the Messias Nefesh, should bring the golden ring, and she be benched Milmaila by Bezin Shamaila themselves to be blessed with children with the children. We have different parshas that go together. The Tzom Vayelech. <coughs> Sometimes Achrimes Kedeshim. But they don't it doesn't go untold the story as to why. Tazria and Metzera. Tazria talks about a woman giving birth to a child. What more beautiful thing is there in the world? As we just discussed now, the birth, the miraculous birth of a child. And I say the miraculous birth of a child. No child ever came into the world that it wasn't miraculous. Every child born is miraculous. What are you talking about? We went to the gynecologist and he told us to measure the temperature, body, body temperature. Blah, 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 blah. And that's when we made sure that everything was done. We know for sure this was done 100% naturally. It worked perfectly. The night of the, you went to the mikvah. Blah, blah, blah. Or the case of the child, the couple that Rahman and son couldn't have, and went for different types of treatments, different try anyone to go into all the different acts and treatments that get take place. And the woman became pregnant. And there standing very proudly is the doctor. You have the, the young couple when they get married and the, a year later the, the wife's about to give birth and the young man is standing next to her proudly. Kilo. Kilo, he had anything, he had what to do with it. But Kilo is his choice. Kilo, this is something that we choose 
Jiva, this is something that we have we have our hands in. How many phone calls do we get of couples that said we were finished? We had already enough. And lo and behold, she's pregnant. How many couples? Khmanalitslan said we gave up already. We didn't imagine it would ever happen, and we just gave up. And lo and behold, she's pregnant. The beauty of the miraculous pregnancy. No matter what is done medically, no matter what is done scientifically, if it's not Hakadosh Baruch Hu's hand totally hovering and dealing with this, it's not going to happen. And when the couple says. How are we going to support another child? How dare you talk like that? The Beirei Elam that saw to it that you should have a child will see to it that you support this child. Each child brings another bracha. So the beautiful, beautiful concept, Ishoki Sazriya, and the first it talks about Viyoldo Zachar and then Viyim Kevahi. If it's a male or a female child, and all the different acts of thank to Hashem that one needs to give when the child is born. The bris milah of the boy, and a firstborn boy, if it's not a kair or a levi, a mother or father, it has a pidyon aben as well. If it's a natural birth. All these amazing mitzvahs that take place now because of the birth of a child. Sazria, it's beautiful. And what are we matching it with? Mitzayda. Mitzayda, we just said before, the Mitzayda never sits outside the machna in solitary confinement for at least a week's time going off his mind. They didn't have cell phones and smartphones in those days. Or any phone for that matter. There was no one to talk to. I don't know. I don't remember seeing how they got food and these things. They were chutzlamachna. How do these two things pair? How do these two things come together? Tells us the Tera. You're right. Isha Kisazria is the most beautiful thing in the world. The most magnificent miracle in the world.
once the persons bestowed upon them the mitz, the miracle, <coughs> the person is to walk around singing the praises of Hakadosh Baruch Hu on a constant basis. The person should be davening and saying tilim and thanking Hakadosh Baruch Hu every single living, breathing day, every living, breathing moment. Nothing else on their lips except for praise to Hashem and Teda and Tefillah. And a good word to a fellow Jew, a fine word to a fellow Jew. But what is the person doing? He's bringing upon himself Tzaras, Mitzayda. The words I said before, Mitzayda is Moitzayra. He lets out of his mouth evil. Or not only is there an Indian of Mitzayda that Sarah the Rosh Hara against their fellow Jew, people talk Rosh Hara against the Abishta. By saying, Why did you do this to me? Why did I deserve this? Rather than saying Chaste Hashem, thank you Hashem for all that you give me and all that you do for me. Thank you Hashem for my child, for me being that child, me being born, me coming about and bringing about what we bring about in this world. Elamai tells the Teda, Chas you fell into this after seeing and appreciating God's greatest miracle, the miracle of childbirth, and you fell into any kind of blaspheming or lashon hara. This experience of Siras ultimately gives a person a new lease on life. It frees him from this wretched and pathetic Lashon Hara. And not only that, but after the Tzeras, when the Kayhain comes and says he is pure, even if he has to bring, oh no. Video froze again. This computer's gotta go. They're expensive, that's a problem. Anyway, even if the Kayan had to rely on the Rav to tell him that the person is clean, the person is pure, whatever the case may be,
tells us the Teda that now you are a new person. You are reborn. Chas used that expression. You are rejuvenated. You're like a child coming from the mother's womb. Interesting. When the Kayan comes to check the house, if there's Siras in a house, in the walls of a house, tells us the Teda, Vetziva Kayan, Ufino Esabayis, Beterem Yovia Kayan, Yireis Asanega, Vilayitmo Kol Asher Baboyas. The Kayan sends a message. When they come and tell him, come see our house, we think there's Siras in the wall, he sends a message. Empty the house. Clear it out. Because if not, everything in the house will become tummy. If Chasashon, what you want me to see is tummy. So that Kayan said with his full heart and with his beautiful heart and his loving heart unconditional love that he gives the Kayin is Chesed comes make sure the house is empty Chasashon Nothing else should become tummy. Givaldic. Givaldic. Tells us the Hailekatera. As long as the Kayan, as we said before, does not declare it as such, we don't know what it is. And therefore, everything in the house is pure. Everything in the house is clean. When? And therefore, everything can be taken out before the inspection. Once everything's out, if the Kayan comes and says, it's Tomei, nothing else is Tomei, because nothing else is in there. The Mishnah, Mesechtis Negoim, tells us, even if the contents of the house would become impure, it wouldn't be a big loss. Clothing, metal, wooden utensils. We can fix all those. All those things, if they become impure, we put them in the mikvah, they're good to go. What can't go in the mikvah? What can't be purified? Earthenware vessels. 
earthenware vessels, the cheapest of the cheap. Earthenware vessels, who eats? Nobody even cares about the earthenware vessels. That's where the damage would become. What brought about this tzeras, as we said before, Lashon Hara, Litzonis. By talking Litzonis and Lashon Hara in the house, it brought about Rechman al-Litzlan, Tzeras in the walls. But the Tater says, hold on, don't examine the house until it's totally empty. Even the simplest personal possession shouldn't be ruined. And this shows us how important each and every Jew is in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just by the mere fact that they are Jewish. Despite as low as they've gotten and they became a Mitzayda, everything associated with them becomes a Mitzayda. The most simple belongings become Tzeras. But Akadish Baruch is concerned with them as well. And they get top priority to an extent that they are removed so that not to become Tami. Part 3 of this year, the last 10 minutes. Maybe 9. This is therefore we hear about the Saita. That Saita, that woman, she spoke frivolously. She said things she shouldn't have said. She acted how she shouldn't act. Not only that, her husband warned her and told her, do not be found, do not be seen, do not go to. And because she disobeyed, she ended up in this predicament. And this is how, again, we tie in not only Masech Nesaita into the weeks of Sfira, which also tell us about how we have to be careful to be no covered Zabazah, but more so with the Pasha itself. Wow. Mishnah Yud Beis Pedig Beis Rabbi Yaisi Aymer Rabbi Yaisi said Yimomin Chaveroch Chovev Alecho Kishaloch The money of your fellow man be as dear to you as your own Vehaskin Atzmoch Lilmei Teiro 
Prepare yourself for the study of Tera. She'ena Yerushaloch. It does not come to you through a Yerusha inheritance. V'chol ma'secha yu l'shem shemayim. And all that you do should be for the sake of heaven. How many profound statements does Abyeisi pour into one little Mishnah? We just spoke about the Klecheres, the earthenware Kali. That the Koyin was scared, was worried it shouldn't be destroyed because it cannot be made pure again if he declared it impure. How worried he is about the welfare of another fellow Jew to the very last screw in the wall. Everything in this world exists only because it has Nitzutzim from HaKadosh Baruch Sparks of godliness. But they all look like they are material, natural causes. That they exist because of nature. Mankind has a task. And that's to reveal godliness within the most mundane items. Every one of us has the kayach, the capacity, the capability to elevate sparks. Certain sparks that were left dormant. This Avedis Hashem that he does is necessary for his own personal growth as well. And if these godly energies are not elevated, the person's neshama remains incomplete. The Vashemtiv spoke, expounded on the on the capital on the Pasukin this hungry and thirsty their souls longs within. Shall I say why are they hungry, why are they thirsty? And their answer is because their souls are longing within. The souls seek to bond the godly energy contained in food and drink. So too similarly we spoke once, Ka'ayel Tarag My desire, my burn to your, to my soul, to you, my God, is the one as much as the isle has for water. So on this basis, we can appreciate what the Chum say. When it comes to Dikim, it says, Mumainam Chavivalin, Kavlem, Mechayeim. 
Their money is more dear to them than their lives. Because they want to fulfill the spiritual purpose in this world that's associated only with material wealth. This applies for all Jews. Your nation, Amich Kulam Tzadikim, your nation is fully righteous. So we need to hold our wealth dear so that we can do mitzvahs with them, so that we can accomplish our mission on this world. And if we're worried about our wealth, we're worried about somebody else's wealth as well. And this is where the Isr of Chasashalom damaging someone else's property. A person needs to undertake any measures necessary to save it. The approach of Mildech Hasidusa teaches us even further regard to the other person's property. Should be as dear to you as your own. And thereby we are careful how we blaspheme or shouldn't blaspheme Chas Hashem. Nor HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of course, and not even our fellow Jew. No matter what either they did to you personally, or Achman al-Atzlan, if they did somebody else that you don't even know for sure, you do know for sure, and the person is telling you whatever they're telling you, but if it ends up being pure Lashon Hara, we do not... We don't engage. We need to stay far away from it. And therefore, we will ultimately merit to see Amech Kulam Sadiqim. We will ultimately be able to forgive everyone around us for anything and everything. And we'll be able to see to it that we all say, Hareini Mekabal Alay Mitzvah with love and with true love with inner love from within, and through this Ava, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will love us, and will be zeicher, tigeula, amitis vashtema, ayidei Mashiach tzadkenu, this very Shabbos, with Bey's ear, lechatchile, ariber, Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh, Mashiach tzadkenu, Shabbat Shalom to all.